0: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools' talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM, WKOM. If you're looking for the podcast, we are on thebigyellowschoolbus.com. I was checking out the URL, Mike, and I realized it was still working. I was like, yay, Indeed. so I've been advertising that a little bit more, thebigyellowschoolbus.com.
0: You can the- also go to the station's website, Front Porch Radio TN, Yes, and... Uh, Go to Original Programs, hit the drop-down menu there, go to the Big Yellow School Bus, and be able to pull up the podcast that way as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I've been saying was tn.com, and I remembered that the com was available. Well, we're going to have a great show today. We have with us some very, very important people from Murray County Public Schools Central Office. They're with our Pupil Services Department. They're the ones that manage all the attendance and different things, and I'll let them explain it to you because they're the subject matter experts. Um, Let me go around the room and introduce you to who's in the audience today, or in the studio today. Um, Ms. Liz?
3: Hello, my name is Liz Willett, and I'm an attendance case manager for County Public Schools, as well as a court liaison in Juvenile
2: Court. Also, a very impressive um, ability to do interpretation and translation, correct? Yes. So you're multilingual, you speak Spanish and about 40 uh, other languages, right?
3: I speak uh, some Italian, Portuguese,
2: there you go. Spanish, English. I was over, overstating that with 40, but I, I didn't realize you actually spoke that many. Good Way to go. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you've been with the school district and, and where are you from? Are you from Middle Tennessee.
3: Um, Well, I can say that I'm from here now. I have been living in Tennessee for a while. I'm originally from Honduras. I uh, study in the United States. Um, I went to Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I got a double degree in in social work in Spanish. Then, um, since then, I have worked for DCS as a An investigator. I have worked for DCS as a um, foster care worker, and then my next step was juvenile court. I was the juvenile court coordinator for Gwinnett County Juvenile Court for uh, several years, uh, in a big county, eighteen supervisors and and twenty two probation officers. So it was uh, we were we were were quite quite busy. Then I have also done. adult profession eh, over here in Murray County. Um, Then I also have done um, drug court with uh, the 21st Judicial District in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, Drug court for about four years as a drug court case manager. And then here with the public schools, I've been, this is my second round. I worked over here in 2001, to 2003, and then I came back in 2011. And I've been here since.
2: Wow. What an impressive resume. We're we're very fortunate to have you here at Murray County Public Schools. Thanks for coming on the Big Yellow School Bus. I also remember you telling me something recently. We worked fairly close together at the office. You're the proud new grandmother of how many new grandkids?
3: I have two grandbabies, two granddaughters. They came two weeks apart from each other, one in Nashville and the other one in San Antonio.
2: Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate Next it. in the studio is Miss Tracy Houston. I met Miss Tracy Houston as she worked at it as an attendance clerk, I believe. Bookkeeper. Bookkeeper. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourself and say hello to our listening audience.
4: Okay, I am Tracy Houston. I'm an attendance specialist um, at, in the pupil services department with Murray County Public Schools. Um, I was previously bookkeeper at McDowell Elementary, um, and I just love where I am now.
2: Yeah, and this is the kind of place where you have the pupil services office office, and there's three ladies that work in there, and they're always so upbeat and they're always so busy. Um, there's so much to do in that department. I can't tell you what they all what, what they what all they do, but it's 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 very very busy work, and you've always got phone calls and emails and things yes. going on. So um, you are from this area? I am. Okay, and that would be. You went to school in Murray County?
4: Um, I actually went to school here in Murray County. I did go to Central. I went to McDowell as well. Um, I went to Riverside and with Thorne. So I was born and raised in Dayton, Ohio, but I've been here majority of my life.
2: And you're also a proud parent of some athletic students, right? Yes. Tell us just a little bit about them and brag on them.
4: All right. I do have three girls that go to Columbia Central High School. Um, They are in Ninth, 10th, and 12th grade. Wow, that's a busy time. Very much so. Uh, They do play both volleyball and basketball for Central, Um, but we've been as far as travel soccer, travel volleyball, travel basketball as well.
2: And I know you have a, a great hobby, one of my hobbies, and that is to take that really nice camera you have <laughs> to the games and take these amazing photos. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And you um have a probably a Canon or a Nikon. Um I have
4: a Nikon. Nikon yes. and I do take pictures for the teams. Um I love catch, capturing those moments for the parents, you know, that don't have of way of getting those pictures so just something to help them have those memories
2: yeah i don't think i think this is something i never shared before but i was the historian for columbia central high school band for five years i think it was oh, wow. and i got to go around and travel with the the band to all their competitions and their games and take a lot of photos i had so much fun with instead and since i had a web technology background i put up a website where parents and, and people could go get pictures, and i just give them high-resolution photos to go ahead and take and print and do whatever they wanted with. Um, it was a lot of fun. I have really enjoyed the, the aspect, like you said, sharing the photos and the moments in the band. Um, because I was part of the band Boosters, I was the historian, I was able to get on the field a lot during competitions and take photos and stuff. Right. A lot of fun.
4: Yeah, I do fun. post the pictures on um Columbia Central's volleyball page and also Columbia Central's basketball page. Is that like
2: a social media page?
4: It's on Facebook. On Facebook?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you. And next in the room is Mr. Jeff Ritchie. Jeff Ritchie is the director of the Pupil Services Department and oversees a whole plethora of things in his department. I think you've been on the show once before when you first came to the
5: district office. But tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Well, good morning, Jack. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, I came to Murray County Public Schools in 1995. I was a CTE teacher teaching marketing and entrepreneurship at Spring Hill High School. And in 2014, I became the assistant principal at Spring Hill High School and served there until 2021, uh, at the beginning of the last school year, in which case I became the uh, current director of People Services, Murray County Public Schools.
2: Man, we're so good, so happy to have you over here in central office. Um, you've really taken this uh, this this whole department to another level, and you know, encouraged everyone in your apartment on a positive note to do so many great things in the district. I, I find it interesting you were in marketing um cte because you should be coming here and doing my radio show when i'm not here marketing that's part of marketing you could come and fill in for me right i don't think so
5: no, you do okay. a, you do a fantastic job
2: yeah but i'm gonna go on vacation one day okay so I'm, i might not be available anyway um thank you for all you do for murray county public schools and for being the director of People services um i believe you are married and have 12 kids uh, that is incorrect. I, I, I am I, married and only have one child. One child, okay. <laughs> I, I I accidentally put a two on the end of that one. Sorry about that. All right.
3: A little Jeffrey.
2: Yeah, little Jeffrey. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and tell our listening audience, and any three of you can take this one. What is a department called pupil services and what do you guys do for the district? I know you guys have a lot on your plate.
5: I guess I can go ahead and start with that and let you, uh, chime in when you feel need to. I I do want to say that pupil services is, is extremely blessed to have the two ladies speaking here today, as well as two other members that are not here, Stacy English and Rhonda Burkine. We do form a a great team, um, in providing services to both students and parents and guardians in our district. under that umbrella of Pupil Services, we do uh, deal with truancy, uh, attendance in general, homeschool, um, migrant services, uh, homeless services. Um, and, and also in our department, we, we deal with the discipline aspect from school to school in terms of uh, record keeping, etc. cetera. Uh, we also run DHA, our discipline Hearing Authority, um, and we're also responsible for the, uh, parent student handbook, the publishing of that and keeping it up to date. And, um, uh, ladies, am I leaving anything else out?
2: That we'll was a pretty extensive answer. list. I, I should have wrote it down cause I want to have questions about some of those things. So, um, Starting at the top of that list, what was that first one you mentioned? You guys are in charge of like the truancy uh, the yes. district yes explain to me what that entails. I mean, I know i my my kids went to school every day and and they were i mean we' were, as parents we made sure they were there every day. But sometimes there's situations or there's um, family things going on where somebody's not being told that they have to be at school every day and, and they're not sure what to do and they may be young or something. So there's so many different reasons why. But tell me a little bit about how you guys handle the the, the truancy issues that we face in our district. And, and I don't think they're epidemic, but they're, they're there.
5: That is correct. Um... Let me start by saying this. Murray County Public Schools does understand that there are certain situations where parents and guardians have legitimate reasons or excuses for their child to miss school. We understand that. We get that. And we want to help those parents, guardians, and students out as much as we can. However, there are attendance laws that we do have to abide by and we need to ensure that, that parents and guardians do get their children to school because there is a strong correlation between student attendance and student success. And uh, that's why we're in the business of education, is ensuring that all of our students succeed, and it starts with them being in school. Um, and that's part of our job. Um, we do, unfortunately, have to petition uh, parents and guardians to court uh, for, for failure um, for enrolling their students or for failure of ensuring that their children attend school. Because it is a law. It is a law. Okay. However, the state has mandated a tiered process that students go through um, when they're missing an excessive amount of absences. Um, that are unexcused now keep in mind that uh, parents guardians can excuse a student's absence with a doctor's note dentist note or even a parent note but there are limitations to the number of parent notes and that's five per semester anything over that it would be considered unexcused unless of course it was a parent or a doctor's note or a dentist note or even a court note
2: so i'm assuming somebody on your team helps track that or is that at the school level
5: it starts at the school level. It always starts at the school mm-hmm. level, and the schools are responsible for taking the students through the tiered process. Okay. Tier 1, all students are Tier 1 automatically. And then after that third unexcused absence, that's when there's contact made at the school level to notify the parent or guardian where their ch- what their child's status is, that they have missed three unexcused absences. And then... Th- after an additional uh, number of unexcused absences, once it reaches five, that's Tier 2, in which case the parent, a guardian, and student is taken through school truancy, uh, hearing at the school where there's additional information, contracts, and things of that nature uh, revealed and signed and documented. And then uh, a continuation after Tier 2 of unexcused absences, that student can move into Tier 3, and that would be at 10 unexcused absences. Wow, That's when they move to Tier 3. And then if they receive two additional unexcused absences after they've been placed in Tier 3, then they're referred to district truancy, and district truancy is held – uh, the second and fourth Wednesday of each month at Horace O Porter School, beginning at three thirty, and that unfortunately is where the parent and guardian is petitioned to court uh, for truancy. So we we definitely have steps mm-hmm. as part of the process to prevent a parent and guardian from being petitioned to court. Right, but just we need people to understand that. Ultimately, it's the parent or guardian that is ultimately responsible for getting their child to school. Yeah. And
4: I want to say communication is key. If those parents communicate with the schools, attendance clerks, the classroom teachers um, through the different apps that they have, Remind, um, you know, they can let those classroom teachers know what the situation is. And that can be documented in the truancy activities as well for each child.
2: Yeah. Anything can come up. And so – Go ahead, Liz. Everything
3: is documented, like uh, uh, Tracy said, in the truancy activity. A lot of times, I have people in court that comes in and they tell the judge that, "Oh, this is the first time I hear about uh, us going to court." And uh, I mean, I have never Mike, received, you're smiling. I, I over never there. receive anything, but truly, uh, everything is documented. Phone right. calls, every single phone calls. I document every single phone call that comes across my desk. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Thursday there was uh, somebody that said, oh, it's the first time I hear uh, anything about this. Then I pull the uh, truancy activity and, along with all my documents because our office have the right to reject what we're going to take mm-hmm. to court and what's not going to be taken to court. If the documents are not containing the appropriate documentation that we need to go to court, then we reject it.
2: I got gotcha. you. So there's a lot involved in just this little part of what you guys do it's probably a big part is truancy and mike you were i know you're a former teacher and, and you're over here just going you, you you've probably lived through some of this right
0: well mike? some of it uh it just sounded awfully familiar with some of my homework assignments or some of my project assignments and i'd be reminding kids hey you you got a dead man it's the first time i've heard about this and i'm like <laughs> uh no i've told you about every three days <laughs> well but, it's, it's uh, called selective listening yeah that and uh you know but it's it is a, a a situation and i do believe honestly uh parents don't always it doesn't always register that you called you know or that you've contacted them or something right. uh and, and i think sometimes when they say that they actually mean it they don't really remember it happening um and and therefore you know to them it is you know it's kind of like wow you know we're, we're already here you know we're at this stage of this thing and and uh, you know, And that's more to the parents saying, hey, w- when these ladies call you, there's a reason, right. and it's important, and you know, you need to note it, you need to pay attention to it. And, I'll just uh, say this.
2: I wouldn't want a phone call from them because I know that when you're getting the phone call, you've gone past the level one, the level two. When did they get the phone call? Level three?
5: Level three is when they're initially contacted yeah. by the school. Yeah.
2: So you know you have an issue going on if you're getting a phone call and that warrants the team at Mary County Public Schools and Pupil Services to really react and say we got to help these people, we got to figure out what's going on. We've got to make sure that these students and parents aren't being held, you know, by the law doing something wrong because it is a law that, you know, you have to have your kids registered in school.
0: And sometimes it's it it boils down even to a safety issue for the kids. You know, sometimes you know parents in all in all honesty they think their kids are going to school yeah and, and you know yeah. they they and this call is kind of like a wake up like no your kids not showing up they may be leaving and saying they're going to school kids are going to be kids sometimes and uh and now you know it's a safety issue that we need to know where these kids are, yeah. and uh, we need
5: so we can take care of them, especially at the high school level where they can drive and things of that nature.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, that definitely is is a um, something that I think I did when I was in high school because I was I had the ability to sign myself out because I was eighteen in my senior year, and so my parents didn't know what was going on, but I had to be very think smart thinking about, okay, I'm only allowed this many. If I do more than this they're going to be calling my parents. So I didn't want that to happen, so I never got past the limit. But I think I pushed the limit because I had and it was straight A's and everything, but I I enjoyed a little bit more freedom than I should have during school. So I hope that people don't do that and they really take note that th- this you're this is so important to get this education and to go ahead and be in school and for parents to make sure that their kids be in school we're getting the one minute warning it's like the two minute two minute um warning in football right we have just so much time before we got to talk to our sponsors um i know i want to talk a little bit more about some of the other topics that you mentioned jeff and go through and get some details but there are I don't think I have enough time. So after the break, I want to get some information shared with our listening audience about the compulsory attendance laws in Tennessee. So we'll be back in just a moment after a word from our sponsors.
1: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. We always get the question, what is Caledonian? And that's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who's Caledonian? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty Sneed has an economics background. Marianne Stevic worked in human resources. Daisy Cook comes from the banking world. Gay Pike was an accountant. And Thomas Sneed has science and business degrees. Finally, I'm Janice Reed, and I was a teacher. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. For 60 years, people have shopped Parks Motor Sales to get the best vehicles and the best service. ParksMotorsales.com has details on new Buicks, certified pre-owned cars, trucks and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires and much more. Stop by 919 Nashville Highway, take a Buick for a test drive and learn why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Welcome back. You're listening to The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome back to The Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Visit us online for the podcast at TheBigYellowSchoolBus.com. Hey, Mike, I want to remind some people about something that's happening right now because this is going to air on wednesday um august 24th we have the mcdonald's fries for school supplies going on so if you go to mcdonald's you have to order some a la carte french fries and who doesn't love some mcdonald's french fries and if you do 10 percent of all a la carte fry sales at local mcdonald's will be donated
0: back to schools isn't that cool that is cool. And you, when you say a la carte, you mean you have to order them as a separate item. You can't yeah, do it as so part, words, of, the, as part of a combo that, or something right. like that. Okay.
2: When you order the combo, say so you order a Big Mac combo, um, get another order of fries. <laughs> you, you know you can eat them, so they're going to be good and hot and everything. Anyway, yeah, this year they have stipulated, I don't know if that was last year or not, but you must order a la carte fries, and 10% of all a la carte fry purchases will go to back to murray county public Schools,
0: and one thing you can do that way is when you go in and you ask you know instead of ordering a combo you just order the hamburger the fries and the drink separately and they say oh can i make that a combo no no thank you i would like this to be separate <clears throat> so if
2: you're listening out there and you're at the mcdonald's drive through right now get yourself an extra order of french fries and help us buy school supplies for murray county public schools Okay, well, that's it for my advertisement for McDonald's. I love McDonald's. Um, the, Gina and Tony Wolf are amazing people that do so much for our school district and our community. Um, let's go back to just a little bit more on the truancy that we were talking to about about before the break. Um, there's a, con, a, tru, a com, how do you say it compulsory attendance law in Tennessee. Who wants to explain to our listening audience what that is? Is that you, Liz? Maybe. All right. <laughs>
3: The compulsory attendance law, 4963007, um, the, from the Tennessee Court annotated, it states that every child, uh, every parent and guardian in charge of a child must cause that child to attend school.
2: Doesn't necessarily Basically, have to be public school, but they have to they, they attend have They have school. to
3: enroll,
2: yes. Yeah. And that, and we will talk a little bit about that. Like, homeschooling is, is part of that.
3: As long as it's state approved.
2: As long Correct. as it's state approved, okay. And, and,
3: and accredited, yes. And the 4963007 says that every parent on the with control of a child, that means this child has to be from the age of 6 to 17 years of age mm-hmm. inclusive. So... The inclusion is what throws people out. They say, "Oh no, my child can drop at 17." No, the child is inclusive all the way until their 18th birthday. Right.
2: Okay. So
3: that requires for us to do that. So basically, um, cases in court varies in regards to this law. Um, the, this is a um, unruly charge. is not a delinquent charge on the child's part. But usually, um, most of the times, um, if the child is in elementary school, we go after the parent.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, parents are ultimately responsible. I mean, even when you get into the older age, grade, age groups, parents got to make sure, you know, the kids are in school. You know, we're talking about truancy, but is it really a huge problem? It sounds like, I think it's Anytime somebody can't make it to school for whatever reason, it's a problem. But statistically, the numbers aren't that huge, are they?
3: Well, I'm still working on uh, <clears throat> on my documentation from CORE, and so far we hit over 400 cases for the last school year. And remember, there's only three three girls over there in the office. So mm-hmm. it's Tracy, it's Tracy, Stacy, and I. So
5: okay, so that equates to what? Well, when you when you that does sound like a large number, and it is a large number. Okay. I mean, any any time any just one student can be a large number, but keep in mind we do have just over thirteen thousand students in the district, um, and and also keep in mind that there's an attendance rate of ninety five percent or greater at each school, which is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're talking about anywhere from 3 to possibly 7% at each school being what we refer to as chronically absent. Okay. But keep in mind that chronic absenteeism does count both unexcused absences and excused okay. absences. Right. So um, we're, we're dealing with two different things. We're dealing with the tiered truancy avenue and then the chronic absentee avenue. And unfortunately, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but schools do get graded, as well as the district, on their chronic absenteeism rate. So we do want to ensure that we keep that in check. Uh, Simply, well, two reasons. We do want our children in school, obviously. But we also know that we're affected by um, their attendance at school, just like the grad rate. Schools are graded on the grad rate. Just as the district is.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, thinking about <clears throat> being in school, sometimes a school is a safe place for a student to Correct. Because they may not have the best environment in their life, but they know they can get a breakfast, a lunch. Um, they have... Uh, People and friends and and teachers that they look up to. So it's a safe haven for a lot of students to be able to go to school. And some, like my own granddaughter, she loves school. She got upset at the beginning of the school year because Saturday came. And she was like, what, there's no school today? well, I wanted to go to school today, you know, and I thought that was so cute because she's like, you know, third grade. So it's it's so cute that she enjoyed it and liked it so much that she wanted to go back. In fact, she actually talks about her SRO every time I talk to see her. She's like, my SRO, my SRO, my SRO. She says things <laughs> like that. And they're an integral part. And we had them on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they did a fantastic job sharing what They do and what they love about being in the schools. And a lot of that is that relationship they establish, especially when you look at the little kids. If you look at our first day of school and the Columbia Daily Daily Herald did an article and they had an SRO walking, holding the backpack with a little girl from the car rider drop off into the school. It was just a precious photo. It was it was like wow, that was so cool. I really really loved that photo, and I can't take the, the credit for that. That was the the reporter that did that story from the Daily Herald that have and I seen her turn around and all of a sudden she's like click 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 click. She's doing a whole bunch of clicks and she got that amazing photo. Um, so, you know we have this thing with culture and see and we, we deal with it and we, we do our best to make people understand and parents understand that is the law. And, you know, we try to make it as easy and painless as possible. But, you know, we do have to take steps if we need to, to go that extra mile to take parents to court. And that's the D8 starts out with the DHA, um, which is the
5: Okay. discipline hearing authority okay and and that's typically for offenses um, that occur as violation of the student code of conduct
2: right okay so let's talk about the homeless and the tracking because I am passionate about doing what I can in my community to help the homeless okay I, I actually serve on the the board of directors for crossroads to home coalition that's a place where we try to make it easier for them to get back on their feet by feet by providing them a place to shower and and get clothing and make sure they have food and a temporary residence. Um, even a mailing address there. That's it's really cool to have that ability for somebody that is homeless to try and, and be able to be giving that nudge. So we track that also in our district, right?
5: That is correct.
2: And unfortunately, it's all too real that we still have that in society where we have kids that don't necessarily have a home. Um, What is it that you guys do to help out the parents and the students? I know there's a lot of referral programs, right?
5: That is correct. And each school has a designated homeless liaison. That's the first point of contact for, for anyone that is homeless. And that does go through pupil services um, in terms of uh, supports that can be provided and things of that nature. Maybe transportation, maybe temporary housing, um, maybe just supplies in general, clothing, uh, food vouchers, et cetera. There is a vetting process that the uh, uh, family goes through. And uh, once that's completed, then, then those services are, are provided. But there are avenues for for those that are in those situations.
2: So there's always hope Absolutely. I mean, to help out. I mean, when I look at what the Crossroads to Home does and then we have a homeless shelter out on um, Highway 31 on the north side with the hotel out there, there's a lot of avenues to help. And there's so many great organizations. You have like the Family Center. You have the Harvest Share Food Pantry, the Well Outreach Food Pantry. All these places are there to help students and families that are struggling and. The, the key to the, some of the organizations like the Family Center and Crossroads to Home Coalition, they don't just give you a handout. They want to help you build yourself back up. And I can see that where the school district, you know, we're looking at things and trying to refer them to get places to build themselves back up, to be able to get stable again. It's so important in our in our county that we enable parents to be able to get back on their feet. You know, and I hate that we have even one homeless person in our community, especially if it's a student. So anything we can do on that avenue, anything you guys do in pupil services, I applaud that and I thank you for that, that you are out there trying to help as much as possible, you know, the the students, the families that really need us. Um and, and that's gonna lead me into something my next question I wanted to talk a little bit and let parents know What is the discipline portion of your um, job roles? I mean, I I never liked discipline as a father because I felt mean after I told my daughters they couldn't do something or got mad at them or whatever. Um, But it's a necessary part of life. And so tell me a little bit, what does that mean?
5: Okay. And thanks, Jack, for leading into that. I I do, before I begin, I I just want the the public to be aware that we do have our parent, uh, student handbook, the MCPS parent student handbook, on our website, and there should also be a link to that on each school's website as well. And in that handbook, you will find the student code of conduct that's been revised from last year, um, and and that's something that all students and parents and guardians can refer to should their child um, get into some type of a discipline issue at their school. Also, uh, administrators are using the handbook as their guide as well. This is intentional so that all parties are on the same page uh, as it pertains to the student code of conduct, as well as the truancy tiered uh, laws and procedures that is in the handbook, as well as uh, formal complaint forms, bullying forms, Additional policies and and procedures are all in that handbook.
2: Let me tell our listening audience a little bit how to find that. If you go to k 12orgorg and you click on resources, then student parents, that's where you will find on the first section there documents, manuals, and forms. The 2022-2023 student handbook. We have it available in English and Spanish. Thank you, Liz, for that. I know that was a lot of work this summer getting that ready. so, it's it's a it's a wealth of knowledge, and information for parents. If you haven't had a time, and it's not what is it? It's not like one hundred and fifty pages. It's, it's it's a nice sized document because it covers a lot. But if you haven't had a chance. Take the time and review it a little bit. Look at the different sections and read the things that are you need to know. Again, murrayk12.org. It's under Resources, then Students and Parents, and it's in the Documents, Manuals, and Forms section of our website. The 2022-23 Student Handbook.
5: Absolutely, Jack. And and we just wanted to create a one-stop shop, if you will. Uh, that It is kind of lengthy, but uh, we feel that every, all the information that's in there is needed uh for the parent guardian and student to be aware in fact we even uh uh, changed policy on student expectations uh and and parents for that matter and guardians that that it's their responsibility to know what's in the student handbook Um, in reference to the code of conduct um, you'll see the different level of offenses your level one typically involves classroom managed type behaviors that can often often be addressed by the classroom teacher, uh, going all the way to what we refer to as a level five offense, which would be your zero tolerance offenses.
2: Yeah, this uh, this actually is a little over fifty pages, um, and if the index itself is where you really want to go, I think it's on page three. I've got it opened up on my computer. Uh, it's such great information. And, you know, there is, I mean, it's something that every parent should probably try to review and look at. Even if you're not a parent, if you're interested in the public education, you're understanding what's going on. That's a great resource right there. And and I, I didn't realize until that I was think, talking about it just now how important it is for people to actually review it. Read it. Understand it. It's it's um it's great. Uh, great job, by the way, for your guys' department putting this together. And thank you again, Liz, for putting it in Spanish for our Spanish audience.
3: Um, Mr. Richie has worked very diligent on changing all kinds of things and making sure that he follows policy and everybody else follows policy. So- yeah,
2: I believe your department is in, is at the board meetings, which are the second Tuesday of every month. The actual board meeting. Work sessions the third, first or third? I think first and third. Yeah, yes, first, and, first third. and third. First and third. Um, so the first Tuesday of the month. <clears throat> You're responsible for a lot of policy, right? Yes, sir. So you will help review policy with the, the Board of Education, our school board, and bring to them. They'll bring. They'll ask you for changes, and you'll make the changes and do all the um, the technical stuff about it and then bring it back to them for approval. And the school board actually is the one that approves all the policies, correct?
5: Yes, sir. That's correct. And and before we Ever bring anything to the board, uh, starting with the work session. We always vet that policy with TSBA, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll make it our and that, to our attention. TSBA is the Tennessee School Board Association. That is correct.
2: All right, I like the we love acronyms in every industry, including school districts. Um, so I likes like to say what the acronyms are. Um, yeah, that's a, that's the great resource for everything that you do on the policies and everything. And also, the, um, I want to, I think I should probably welcome, we had an election recently, and I'm going to welcome and hopefully bring to the Big Yellow School Bus some of our new school board members. And uh, we've done that last time when we had an election and brought some of them in to introduce them. So hopefully I'll get them in there and uh, get a conversation going with them. All right, so migrant workers. Do we have migrant students at murray county public schools and is it a big population oh let's before i go there when we were talking about truancy it was three percent is probably what you said maybe across the district
5: for chronic absenteeism anywhere from three to seven percent it varies from school to school so
2: that's fairly low all right so migrant workers um we migrant workers i'm saying workers but it's migrant Students. students okay i'm thinking you know what i hear on the news And talking migrant students we have that at murray county public schools
5: we have a very small population but but yes we do and and we have resources for them as well okay who handles all that
4: I handle migrant, uh, but it depends on the forms that are filled out at the beginning of the year uh, or when a student enrolls to who is
2: migrant and who is not. So, Tracy, you you have to document and take care of that and help them and get them the resources they need.
4: The schools usually document it. I go in and check and make sure they're marked as migrant um, and that they qualify as well. And then we go in on the migrant website and we fill out a needs assessment uh, well, the schools fill out the parents fill out the needs assessments and then I overlook it to make sure everything is marked correctly. And then we put it in a system. And then that way they can get, you know, different services uh, for meeting in that
2: requirement. All right, ma'am. I'm being told we got to go to break here in a second. And I, I just want to brag on Tracy and I'm not even doing shout outs because she told me I'm going to go on the show, but I'm not going to talk. But She's doing a great job. You have a great voice for radio. Great job, yeah. Tracy. We appreciate you being here today. Appreciate it. All right. So we got one minute left? All right. So the DHA we talked about earlier, I had a question about that. When you go to H. O. Horace O. Porter for the DHA, is that actually a court? Is that with lawyer and judge, or is that the next step after DHA?
5: Actually, DHA stands for Discipline Hearing Authority, mm-hmm. which is a committee Last year and years before, it was composed of administrators throughout the district. But I can better explain that. It's kind of lengthy, if you'd like for me to get into that. Yeah,
2: I think it would be important for everybody to understand what that is. Well, I'm being told it's time to take a break. So we'll be back with the Big Yellow School Bus after a word from our sponsors.
1: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
0: You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. The two words we live by. All the coach we follow. I right, blow the horn, let's go. The famous call we love to hear. Touchdown, Alabama! It's good to be a Bama fan. Whoa! Join us Saturday, September 3rd, as the Crimson Tide kick off the 2022 season against the Utah State Aggies. On your home for Alabama football, the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Folks, Foodland in Columbia, Tennessee. It's sad news, but good news. Barry Rankin, longtime grocer in this community, is retiring. And so, congratulations to Barry. Miles Johnson, congratulations to you, soon-to-be new manager of Foodland here in Columbia, Tennessee. How you doing, man? Thank you. Couldn't be better. Foodland is right here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. It's on West 7th Street. Miles, you've got some new specials coming out today. It's called your back-to-school basic sale. Miles, give us the highlights. What's on special this week at Foodland?
5: Well, right now, we got T-bone steaks for $4.99 a pound, 4 black-level bacon, $5.99 each, green cabbage for $0.49 cents a pound. That's a pretty good deal. Dixie Crystal Sugar, four-pound bags, two for five, Ford and cheeses, two for five, and Sunny D Citrus Punch, two for three.
0: And that is not all. Get to know Miles Johnson, your new hometown grocery. Miles, talk about your days and hours.
5: Seven days a week, hours 7 a.m. to 9
0: p.m. See you next week, man.
5: righty.
2: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t willy and you're
0: listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome back to The Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Visit us online for our podcast at TheBigYellowSchoolBus.com. All right. What a great show here, learning about what's going on in our, our department, Pupil Services, Pupil Services with Mr. Jeff Ritchie, Miss Tracy Houston and Miss Liz Willett. Thank you all for coming on the show. It's been very educational, it's been informative. I really think our listening audience will enjoy knowing more and understanding more. And you know, and I'm going to push one more time. Student handbook. It's a g- great way to gain knowledge and learn about what's going on. It's at maryk12.org under resources, students and parents. All right, Jeff we talked a little bit during the break um, what we'd like to highlight before we get off the air today. And the DHA, or the Discipline Hearing Authority, is something you wanted to tell a little bit more about. So,
5: Absolutely. DHA, uh, in years past, uh, was a, an avenue that administrators would use uh, depending on a level of offense, in which case if a student was suspended for, let's just say, a level 400 offense, the school would suspend and refer to DHA. And then once the student and parent and guardian appeared before DHA, along with the school representative, uh, which would be an administrator, they would uh, present the case, the school administrator, to a panel of other administrators in the district. And it would it, the proceedings are much like a court would be, only this is for a school system. Okay. And uh, once the panel members listened to the facts and asked questions and things of that nature, the parent or guardian had an opportunity to ask questions. The student, as part of due process, had an opportunity to make additional statements, what have you. And then the administration did, too. And we looked at grades, overall behavior, attendance everything, the whole picture. Once everything was presented, we would ask the parent, guardian, and student to step out of the room, as well as the representative from the school. The panel would deliberate, bring them back in, and oftentimes um, we would either send the student back to the school or continue an out-of-school suspension or even implement a change of placement to the Alternative Learning Program. So a lot of different things could happen. And Whatever decision was made by the DHA panel, the parent or guardian still had a right to appeal that decision, in which case they'd go to the superintendent. And if they didn't like what the superintendent said, they could go to the school board. So now what we've done is DHA is only used for appeals only. Now, school administrators have the authority to implement changes of placement for a level four infraction. So we wanted to empower our school administrators um, to have that ability so that they can better control the overall climate slash discipline within their building.
2: Okay. Well, so, that so, makes so, a but, lot of
5: sense. Yes. Basically, we just took the middleman out yeah. of the equation.
2: And hopefully that improves – Overall, how many students are entering back into the schools and going, yeah, I messed up, you know, I made a mistake, and thank you. I'm going to be good on my P's and Q's the rest of the school year. You won't see me again. So hopefully that'd be the scenario that uh, this new process will lend to the Pupil Services Department and the DHA, which is Discipline Hearing Authority. I find that um, quite amazing that we have that in our um, district, and I'm sure other districts do. But... During the break, we also talked about a parent can actually bring a legal advisor with them or a lawyer. Right?
5: That is correct. Um, typically, uh, that if they request or want to bring legal representation they would uh, notify pupil services, in which case we in turn would have our attorney present as well. Should they uh, appear with their attorney without proper notification, we would have to reschedule the hearing. So
2: there's a lot of steps and processes in place, and and it's all to protect the students and the families to make sure that they don't get in trouble, hopefully, and that we continue to make sure that they all get their learning opportunities. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's about halfway through the 10 minutes. I told you the the, the last segment of the show would go really quick. So I'm going to go ahead. Uh, Mike, you think it's a good time now to go to shout outs and. Mr. Ritchie, you had asked to go first, and so I'm going to take that up and let you be the first shout-out this week on the Big L School Bus.
5: Well, thank you, Jack. I just want to give a huge shout-out to all of our MCPS bus drivers and the work that they do. It's truly a difficult task. and um, uh, we, we talk about the importance of, of students attending school. Well, part of that is getting students to school, and I just want to give them a huge shout out for that.
2: You know, I, was, I, was, I d- dropped my granddaughter off today for with our middle school, and I happened to take note of the bus drivers. And, oh my gosh, that's such a cool job. And I've, I've bragged on the fact that I wanted to get my CDL and be able to help with bus driving. I just haven't had time. Um, so that's still on my agenda to be able to hopefully do that. And one night, not just have a show called the Big L School Bus, but actually be able to ride, drive one. All right, Liz, you're up next. Great shout out, Mr. Ritchie. Liz Willett, you're up here with your shout out.
3: Okay. My shout out goes to pupil services, my team, the attendance clerk, especially over here, my friend over here, uh, Tracy. Tracy, jump in into this position never work in people services. She work at the school level, but man, she knows how to pick this pace.
2: Yeah, that she does. She does a great <laughs> yes. job. What a great shout out. And, you know, She's awesome. you know, I've already shouted out to you a little bit already, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your shout out.
4: I would like to give a shout out to um, the teachers, you know, for doing everything that they do and continue to stick it with it. Um, I know that their days can be rough and, Sometimes it seems like that they don't have help, but, um, you know, it's always somebody to reach out to if they want to reach out to pupil services. If they have an issue, we ask them to please do so uh, because they do have a hard job.
2: They do. Mm -hmm. They certainly do. What a great shout out. And Mike Lyle.
0: Yes, I want to give a shout out to some, in my mind, some heroes that are a lot of times they're noticed but they're unnoticed and that's to our crossing guards in front of each of our uh, elementary I guess elementary schools primarily. Um, Recent events in Nashville have highlighted their importance and they do a fantastic job keeping our students safe you know I don't know if it falls under y'all's umbrella of pupil services or not but uh, you know those people do a fantastic job in all kinds of situations all kinds of and they literally do put their lives out there because they stand in the middle of the street so if you're going through a school zone hey look for those yellow look for those yellow vests listen for that whistle watch their hands and stuff like that pay attention because they've got those little ones in mind and they're really protecting them but a shout out to them for being able to do that and being willing to do that
2: what a great shout-out. I have a friend, um, Greg, he uh, retired uh, from his uh, full-time job and became a crossing guard. He said it's the most rewarding, most fun he's ever had working because he enjoys every morning the high fives from all the kids and everything. So what a great shout-out. My shout-out today is going to be to the leader of the Pupil Services Department, Mr. Ritchie. Thank you for everything you do for Murray County Public Schools. Thank you for having such a great team of people to help and guide the parents and the students in the needs that they need. Um, It's a big job and we appreciate what you're doing and also appreciate your friendship, Um, like help. He had me uh, ask me about buying a new truck, you know, and everything. I was like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, I can help you buy a new truck. Um, I have a history with GM, so I have a, a passion for new vehicles and stuff. So my shout-out goes to you, Mr. Richie. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank you for joining us. Catch us every Wednesday, 4 p.m. on 101.7 FM. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. Three,
5: two, one
1: here at Shepherd
4: Lumberyard, where we value you, the customer. We've been serving Columbia and surrounding areas since 1946. We're located in our new location at 103 Cemetery Avenue. Anything that has to do with building or remodeling, we're here to assist. When you shop local, you help shape the community. We are locally owned, family owned, and veteran owned. And by the way, God is in charge. You can reach us at 931-388-3612, and our website is shepherdlumberyard at yahoo.com.
0: This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is George Plaster, and for the very best in sports, keep your dial on 101.7 FM WKOM.